0: And now, now, it's the Mike Kaltas Show.
1: It is 828 on the Mike Kaltas Show. It's two five The Bone. We have one of our best guests dressed ever in the studio. Yeah. I barely put shoes on to come down here in the morning. <laughs> ben Mala is here. Uh, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? Thanks for having me. really appreciate it. I'm, ben, I got to tell you, I'm happy to have you. I ran into you the other day at Frankie's Chop House, and I uh, had a great time there. I thought the restaurant was really cool. I liked the people on hang out there. And you and I hadn't seen each other in a long time, and you said, hey, you should come on the show, and I'm glad that you're here, because I find you to be one of the most interesting people that I kind of know and don't really know. And I think more people definitely need to know... Do you remember the last time you were on the show? It was quite a long time ago. It was. It was by phone, and it was when they reported that you had purchased oh, the right. largest home in Tampa Bay history. That was three years ago. Yeah, that that yeah. But but I at thought the you time. were talking before that. No, no. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about being no. on the show physically. Or no, no, no. no okay. So so uh, that although I will tell you. One time, uh, uh, I had a heat with one of Ben's business partners, and I didn't know Ben. And Ben called me up and he goes, What's going on? And I go, Man, this guy's taking shots at me. I'm taking shots at him. And you're like, I'm trying to run a goddamn restaurant over here. And you put us together and kind of fix everything. And I was like, This guy's great. But I don't really know your history. I don't, I do know that one time one of my friends from New York sent me an article, and you were selling, you were putting all of your assets up for sale for like a billion dollars or whatever it was, or a hundred million dollars. And, um, Two fifty. What was it? Two hundred fifty million. At that back then, At that back was a then. while ago. And uh, and you were willing to sell all of your assets for two fifty and retire. And evidently nobody nobody took you up on that offer. I had a couple of offers, but you know I don't like getting involved with the Russians. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> and what were all right? Tell me where you're from, like originally. Where were you born? Near where you were born, you're from Staten Island, I'm right? From Staten island, yes. Okay,
0: so well, we don't want to talk about Staten Island. No, there's nothing really good. At- <laughs> there's a reason why they're on an island. Okay, right. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in New York, really bad neighborhoods. You know, I grew up in a really lousy town of uh, Rockaway, in a bad part. Okay. Beach. But it was really rough around the projects, Very a lot of crime-ridden, very poor. My father's the only person that bought real estate back in the 60s, and uh, he picks the worst place in New York where you lose money. Anyway, long story short, I grew up in New York. It was really, really bad. I got bounced around from Queens to Brooklyn to Hell's Kitchen in Manhattan. My playground
1: was Times Square when oh, I was right.
0: like uh, a young teenager at 14, 15. When
1: Times Square was bad. Really bad, yeah. really bad. Like I now mean, there's Disney stores there and Ulta. Yeah, there? it's different,
0: but it's getting a little again but mm-hmm. anyway so i grew up in new york and i got in a lot of trouble when i was a kid um but i wasn't you know a tough guy you know i hung out with a lot of tough guys right because you know it's that you get protected in the neighborhood but uh so you know i grew up in new york it really uh, wasn't good and my family was fairly dysfunctional um and uh i joined the army at 17 basically had no choice did act- you say i'm gonna get my act together and i
1: gotta go join no. the army no,
0: no i got in a lot of trouble, <laughs> You know, so basically, you know, I'll tell you the true story, you know. I got nothing to hide. So basically, I'm 17, and I got into more trouble, and I went in front of the judge, and the judge recognized me because he's seen me before. Right. And uh, uh luckily, I came to court with the recruiter. And back then they'll take you. I didn't didn't do nothing violent. I didn't hurt people, and I wasn't, you know, a real hardcore criminal. I was around a lot of them, but you know, I was. So the judge says
1: you're going to go to jail, and the recruiter says, "Your Honor, we got this guy locked up for the army already."
0: Well, basically, the judge says, "Okay." big shot. What are you going to do? So I, I saluted the judge. <laughs> I turned to the recruiter. I said, can we go now? And then uh, the army pretty much saved my life. So I got me in when I was 17. Uh, they took me right out of New York. They sent me to uh, training and they sent me to Germany for three years. I got my life in order, you know, and it just got me out of my surroundings. The problem is you're a product of your environment. 100%. You know, no matter how strong you try to be, how good you try to be, you're a product of your environment. You can't get away from it because you're living around
1: it. Right. So basically the army saved my life. What's worse is you don't know what else is out there. You think in that environment that this is the rest of the world is just like you are. If I didn't join the Army,
0: I'd be dead. Let's yeah. just face it. I'd be dead or rotten away in jail. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it was when sure. I was growing up. So basically, you know, I joined the Army, I, I you know, and then I went to Germany, um, I, you know, and then um, I spent a few years in Germany, and then they sent me to California. I rented an apartment in a in a, a property that was all military, you know, living there. right? And, uh, you know, and I kind of got into real estate. You know, I started picking up garbage around the building for 50 bucks a month off my rent. Uh-huh. Uh, my rent was 500 a month. They gave me 50 bucks a month off of it just to go around, pick up the garbage. That was a lot of money for me back then. Sure. I was 21 years old. And then I started doing more and more, helping the the, the older lady that was the manager, uh, helping her more and more around the building. And then I got to meet the owner. And, uh, you know, I started getting things more improved. So I was in the army. I was doing property management. And, uh, it, you know, I was off to, I like real estate. I felt like I belonged in that type of field. And uh, plus, I saw how good the owner was living. This guy's living good. This guy's driving right. fancy cars. He's got fancy houses. You know, let me. Get with him, help him,
1: and help learn myself. Learn his, yeah. You know, his so
0: life. you know, it worked out to be a great relationship. We I worked for him for several many years. Then I moved on, got some more experience, and then I came back and became his partner later on. After I got more experience, and uh, he also didn't make. Keep all the promises he made me. Uh, uh, I was, I was raising a young I was raising kids and everything and, and you know my personal life was a, a wreck back then and raising mm-hmm. kids by myself and it was in Oakland, California, it was a very rough town. But to me it wasn't that rough because I grew up in New York. Right, You right. know, I was around guys like you from Staten Island. I can handle anything. So, you know, I knew how to get around in the streets. I knew how to get along with everybody. I can get along with anybody. I don't care who you are. Yeah, you know, I'll talk to the bum on the street. You never know what information he can give me that'll help me. You know, to the biggest rich guy around. It, it doesn't matter. We're all human beings. So, basically, Oakland was a very, very tough town. Actually, it was tougher than New York uh, in many ways, yeah. especially back in the early 90s. It was very dangerous. Drugs, all this crime, everything. Murders. So, I just felt like, hey, I can take the properties that nobody else wanted
1: in Oakland. In Oakland. So you go by like, uh, yeah. Okay. The worst.
0: i go to the streets that nobody even wanted to go on. Right. They right, were right. afraid to. Okay, they were afraid. As simple as that. Yeah. And the courthouse steps, when the auctions would go off and the foreclosures, uh, these guys are pretty tough at the foreclosure circle. But when they certain properties came up on the on the um, on the auction block, a lot of guys just nobody wanted walked them, back. Man. I said, you know what? I'll take it. I take it. I go get some guys in the street, whatever, drug addicts, whatever you want to call. I don't care. anybody yeah. anybody willing to work. You know, I felt had a skill. I take them, pay them, you know, some money. I go to Home Depot. Uh, we'd fix the place up. I'd rent it out to an affordable housing family, to the housing authority, you and I'd take garbage way, right? and turn it into gold.
1: Yeah, you always get paid when you do it through the affordable housing because you're getting through the government. Guaranteed money. Right.
0: You know, and the tenants pay very little every month. You're helping a good family that, that needs some help, and uh, it was a great thing, and I just kept rocking and rolling, and I would never touch the money ever. As soon as I sold a deal... You know, I took advantage of the tax laws we have in this country called 1031. I turn it into the next deal when I buy, when I sell it, or a lot of times I refinance it for the cash flow, and I just keep rolling until, you know, you start with that little snowball and it becomes a big. You know, right. So how many you yeah.
1: have in Oakland? When you start out, when you get the one. I started with crap. I right. started with like a
0: duplex or houses that were nobody wanted. I mean, I've actually, on uh, one occasion, I actually had a dead body in the house that I boarded <laughs> it. You know, in the uh, bathtub, it was a uh, decomposing body really? in the bathtub when I bought it. Um, yeah, my guys that did the hauling weren't happy about that one.
1: Uh, but anyway, uh, you know,
0: you do what you had to do. Let's face it, I was in my twenties. Okay, yeah, yeah. when you're in your twenties, you can do almost anything if you put your mind to it. So you know, I, I came up really hard i had price so i started buying and i got a reputation i was also really good at the management because i'm a people person i love dealing with people i love working with people you know when people have conflict you know there's a there's a there's a middle ground you got to find whenever you have conflict with somebody find a middle ground and come up with a solution okay people so i opened up an office of my own in, in oakland where everybody knew people on their last resort came to me i was there i was their savior and i was happy to so you weren't you yeah. a slum lord, you were actually no, trying to help all people all the properties had to be inspected by the housing authority. Right. You had what they call housing quality standards, you had a strict inspection when they moved in, everything had to be in p- picture-perfect shape. Alright, it wasn't the Taj Mahal, but everything had to work. Yeah, you you had to, yeah. The windows had to work, it had to be safe, it had to be clean, and it had to be a decent place for people to live, and that's what I did. So, I and I, I always maintained them, okay? Yeah. You know, so, you know, I wasn't a slum lord, but I was in the slums, yeah. you know, trying to But you
1: were know, helping people out. I mean, it's more over the thing. I, you, let me just tell you, it's so funny because in our history, you have acted as a mediator before. You, your appearance looks like you'd be a bad guy. You know what I mean? you, have look you ever like, looked in the mirror? You know, trust yeah. me, I kind of look like we might be related. I know. <laughs> I know. You I, never know. It's so <laughs> funny the got around. thinking that while you guys were talking, I was looking back and forth and I'm like, yeah. they might be related. <laughs> yeah, when he's you, not Jewish. Nah, right? No, that's true. So, so, but what I'm saying is that you do have a, you, you, most people that come up the way you did. They're bitter and they don't have, once they start getting a taste of success, they forget where they came from and you, the key is not forgetting that. I'm the opposite. You know, I was lucky. I
0: got successful. I never went one day to high school. Really? Not one day. I got my GED in the army eventually, but I never went one day to high school. I mean, You know, so, you know, once I started making money, I mean, I was the type, I always felt like this, even when I didn't have a lot of money. If you help the people around you, you're helping yourself because now they can help you. They get help. Everybody lives happily ever after. The whole world would just start helping people, each other, especially people connected with your life. Then everything works for everybody. I've never seen, you know, making people, taking people that don't have money and helping them make money makes them a better person, makes the whole world better. Everybody gets along because I haven't seen too many unhappy. People with money. Well, That's we got true. a couple. Like we don't want to mention the guys running for president, but yeah. anyway. So,
1: so what was your? What was the first? At when you graduate from the low income housing, what do you, What's your first big step into?
0: I mean, I moved to Florida in 04. Right. All right. I had enough of California. I couldn't deal with the politics. I couldn't deal with you know. Things what's your really net worth bad. in
1: 2004? You think approximately Like what do you think? Maybe about. I don't. Maybe about
0: twenty. Maybe I made it up to $20 million, maybe. Uh, I have to all go back from, and check. All from
1: the uh, homes in Oakland?
0: In Oak I Oak. mean, I, well, what happened was, and I got the money guy that I used to work for. Right. He had money, and he knew banking. He taught me a lot about borrowing money. The key to making money in real estate is the banks. Yeah, using other people. Okay, of, of course. So, basically, you know, I got with him. We started doing big deals. I did all the work. He put up the credit and half of the money, and, you know, eventually we became 50-50 partners, and uh, we did really well. We started branching out to all parts of the Bay Area and California, but it was all still always low-income, always. We never did anything but low-income. You know, he did some big fancy stuff, but I I was always in the low-income part of it. So then, uh, you know, in 04, I was getting remarried, and I didn't want to raise a new family in California, so we came, and I looked at the whole country and what real estate was like, and I saw most of the opportunity was either here in this part of Florida, the center, or in Las Vegas. And I didn't want to take a young wife and raise a family in Las Vegas. You know, it wasn't for me. So we came here. We fell in love with the place. We came to Clearwater. And we just started buying opportunities that we thought had value to them. Plus, I had to spend the money because I had 1031 money from the deals that I sold out of California. Right. So I had to hurry up and reinvest here. So it all worked out great. And uh, we've been here since '04, And uh, we love it. We've raised kids and families. I've got all kinds of kids from, you know... But you're no longer, when you
1: move here, you're no longer doing uh, low income. You go right I do into it. The...
0: My kids and me do everything. We yeah. don't care. I don't care. I Can love you a, a hotel. have a hotel?
1: We have about a half a dozen hotels. Where are
0: they? Uh, we've got the uh, Holiday Inn where I'm going to have a live show uh-huh. October the 7th. You come on down. Go where to is this? Dot com slash live and get your ticket, baby. Okay, we got the Holiday Inn at 700 Northwest Shore by the airport. Okay. We got the Four Point Sheridan on Cypress right down the block by Tampa Airport. We just sold the Ramada down there. Uh, we've got Clearwater Beach Hotel right there in the heart of the beach across from uh, Shepherds. We've got, uh, we just bought a Rehab in Treasure Bay Resort and Treasure Island. I'm building a bunch of hotel rooms at John's Pass. We own a big chunk of John's Pass with the marina and all the fishing right. boats and hooters and Bubba Gums and all that stuff and a so, we got hotels there. I just sold one in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and we got a sleep-in. Uh, I think it's a sleep-in next to the Air Force Base in I Tampa. I love
1: that you don't know the name of the hotel. And yeah. that's great. That just shows how successful I mean, you know, you are. I'm juggling about I know. 30 different assets right no, but that's, now. That's great, though. Okay, yeah. so... And I don't deal with the
0: day-to-day operations. Luckily, my kids all stepped up to the plate. Yeah. Okay, uh, I got great sons. I got uh, a sister-in-law who raises a daughter. She got a degree and master's in hotel management. So, I got her... And I got her. I stole her a professor from the college and taught her. I you know, <laughs> took him away from the school. I saw how good he was. So we do really good with the hotels. We mostly all my boys pretty much deal with affordable housing. We did a lot of affordable housing when we came here to Florida, all over Tampa. I At one time we had almost a thousand units in uh in in Tampa off of Fletcher in that whole area there. Yeah. Uh, they used to call it Suitcase City, but I called it Samsonite Village.
1: <laughs> it, um, oh, that whole area. I mean. It blew up. I mean, also I, yeah, so I sold I, too quick. Uh, I don't. I don't like driving on the highway all the time, especially if I get to a place and I get there early. I drive around to kind of see the neighborhood. I have seen some of the worst neighborhoods in this area blow up with these new condos and these new places I mean, even Seminole Heights alone, how far that's come in the last twenty years. There is a potential there to turn these crappy neighborhoods into something really, really nice. So now when you're doing this live thing, are you doing it to teach people about about real estate? Yeah, we, we've done some events in the past that are real successful. Basically, you know, to be just straightforward, number one,
0: October is the worst month worst month in Florida in a hotel business. Right. The occupancy goes way down. Right. I don't like sitting around with empty rooms. So what do we do? Hey, we got a big following on YouTube. We're, we hit like almost, we're not hitting a million yet. We're up to 875,000 uh, subscribers. You know, I like to help people. I like to teach people. I like to motivate people. You Everybody. Everybody needs to own a piece of real estate everybody okay it's somewhere in your life it has a place how far you take it, it's up to you but everybody needs to own some real estate okay because it worked for me it could work for anybody But
1: let me ask you this and I, and, I, and this is the people's number one problem i think and i grew up a really poor kid too and i lived in the projects and my buddy pete and i used to uh rent a place in feather sound in crystal bay they're you know eight stories right on the water there but the two of us we paid $850 a month because we worked a deal with them for rent. Then they came to us at one point and they said, hey, bad news, your unit's been sold. And we were like, sold? We didn't even know it was a... And they said, yeah, but we have one upstairs that you could buy for $200,000. And we were like, where the hell are we going to get two hundred dollars Because we didn't know. Growing up as poor kids, we didn't know how the real estate system worked. We didn't know that we can go get loans. We didn't know we can get in there. We had no idea. And, there is, and if your family doesn't teach you that... There's really no way for you to do it. So if you have a guy that's had the success that you have and you're willing to share your, your – because, look, uh, obviously you're a guy who knows how to make money. But you have this knowledge that you're willing to share with other people. And I think these kids – like my son is 17, and one day he asked me out of the blue. He said, how does somebody buy a house? Like how do you buy a million-dollar house? Do you have to pay the million dollars? Like kids are never introduced to that unless they ask about it. And I think it's really important that we teach these kids this stuff because – there's a lot of things. I, I, I bought some uh, property this year, and I wish to God I would have bought 10 of them 10 years ago, like another property. And, and you don't realize that sometimes until it's too late.
0: Yeah, I got to teach them young. Yeah. You know, my kid was, uh, my kids are, I, I start them young. And, and, I, you know, but everybody has to realize, listen, the most, you're just a number in this world. Okay. Your credit score. Yeah. Okay. Your credit score is the most important thing in your life. All right. And the bank is the most important relationship you're going to have in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got your wife and your kids, but <laughs> <laughs> the bank comes the first, baby, because yeah. the bank t- helps me take care of my family. You know, so, you know, you got to understand it's all about making money. And, and once I made, you know, uh, I was doing good. Listen, the best, the most rewarding feeling I ever get. And it's true. I'm not just being, right, right, right. I'm not saying it. When I can help somebody go from one step to another, okay, and make some improvement in their life and improve the quality of their life and their financial situation, it's the greatest personal feeling you're ever going to get. I've had people come up to me at my, uh, my events, or, you know, whatever we're doing, and they tell me, they say, listen, until I started listening to you, I was doing this, I was doing that. They tell me all kinds of bad things, mm-hmm. and now I listen to you, I did what you told me to do, and now I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, my kids, and this, and that. And it's great.
1: It's the greatest thing in the world when you can help somebody help, uh, else improve their life. And you also, you can be, like, if there's people listening to the show, and they're like, you know, I have a job, but, like, teachers, teachers, can they can still do the... They can still do investment and 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 real estate stuff on the side. They don't have to quit their job. They don't have to do this, and it's a great way, especially long term, for them to have a you know build up that retirement. Everybody can have some sort of place in their life in real estate,
0: whether it's the first thing is you got to start off with your house. You know, now interest rates have gone up. Okay, the market's crazy right now, but it's a market. You got to ride the roller coaster. Right. Okay, I've been doing it for thirty years. The, the problem is now. Before the interest rates went up tremendously as quick as they did, it was a great time for renters to convert to owners. Yeah. Because a lot of times the money you're paying for rent. We'll cover your mortgage, your taxes, your insurance. Mm -hmm. So, why are you? And then you get all the benefits from the tax deductions from writing off the interest on your mortgage and all the other benefits you get. So, now is a different time. You got to go with the times, but there's always deals out there. And to make money in real estate, you got to find a deal. And listen, there's always deals out there. People are dying every day, unfortunately. People retire and people do this, that. For any reason in the world, there's always a deal out there. But you got to line yourself up to make that
1: deal. Yeah, they're not going to come to you. You got to look for them. You got to look for them and you got to
0: line up your money. You got to get your money. You won't go out window shopping. You got to line your money up. You got to have a plan. This is my budget. This is what I can spend. This is my down payment. FHA is only 3.5% down. You only need $3,500 for every 100 grand you borrow. So if you buy something for two or three hundred, you only need about ten grand. Yeah. Okay, and then sometimes if you buy income property, the income from the property will help you qualify to buy the property also. So it's not all on you. I don't know why I keep looking at you because you look like somebody needs help. <laughs> <laughs> you look like somebody that needs some help, baby. This guy,
1: hold on, Pablo. He needs a haircut. I need he, a lot of help. He is sitting on a he gold
0: mine. He looks like he could be sitting on a gold mine, but he still looks like he's missing a piece
1: to his puzzle. Hundred percent. He looks 100%. like he works in an actual gold <laughs> I thought buyer. he looks like the guy at
0: Seven Eleven. I went to. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: he live. He owns a house in in St. Pete. That what year did you buy the house, Joe? Uh, Nineteen ninety eight. And what do you remember? What you paid? Or do you want to talk yeah, about uh, I 100, 136. I mean, he's looking at a uh, you know the property alone. Today it's worth a half a million at least. Yeah, well, oh, but no. the property, yeah, the more a million
0: just... Close what the heck is sitting here for? I we need know. to talk.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll talk to you after the show. Okay. The other thing and is plus is, we're getting
0: you a haircut um, too. Uh, I
1: mean,
0: Come on. You know, the long hair went out a while. You know, you come know, on. I'm trying to bring it back. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> he looks like an old guitar player. Listen to me, I would grow long hair in a second if I thought I could get it past I my I can't job even grow front is, hair if you get about any hair. Uh, you mentioned the credit and the credit score and how important that is and i agree with you but i also want to tell people that uh, i was for majority of my beginning of my radio career in the 400s it was terrible and it wasn't just because i had i had some debt but i also didn't pay my stuff on time and uh, you can change that Rather quickly if you just pay attention to it. So people who think, "Well, I'll never get the credit," you can get the credit. You You can fix
0: discipline yourself. Yeah, you got to organize your life. You got to say, "This is what I got coming in. This is what I got going out." Now let's put it together where it makes sense. Sense and discipline yourself. But your credit score is more important than anything else. Anything you won't credit score and finally your tax returns. And for all you people out there not reporting on your tax returns, you got to because the banks won't recognize you. Mm. Okay, forget about the mattress. This ain't Staten (laughs) Island.
1: You know, this job ran a credit report on me, you know, 17 years ago when they hired me. They need to know who's working for them, what they're doing. And uh, I'm glad they did. They found something on my credit that was wrong. And it was a a lien that I was unaware of that I had to have taken care of. But it's very important to pay attention to those things because that would have hurt me my whole life. Had I not known about it, you know, absolutely. Uh, I I think this is great. I think there's a lot of people listening to the show. My nephew run your like, credit report. You can do it for free online
0: now. Oh, yeah. I think, and then Banks there's will all do kinds it. of nonprofits, believe it or not, out there that can help you. They'll they'll show you the certain letters you can write. You can dispute things. You can negotiate things. You can clean your credit up. It's yeah. it's a process you just have to do, and it's the most important process you need to go through in life.
1: Yeah, and and, and uh, if, especially if you're young and you messed it up, there's still plenty of time to fix it. Up. You can yep. make deals, things go away, uh, there's all kinds of things you can do, but you got to make the move. I've never seen a state where you could file bankruptcy and come back from a bankruptcy to turn it into an empire. I've seen so many people do that. They do it's, it. it. Plenty of brain. people do
0: it. Bankruptcies typically seven years.
1: Uh, this is Ben Mala. Ben has been in this area, and we've known Ben for some time. Now, let's go over this. This is at the Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, 700 Northwest Shore. Go to com slash
0: live. Book your ticket. Book a room if you're not local. Fly in. We got, uh, we got a shuttle for the airport, but this is mostly local people. What, yeah. are, you, what are you, national? Yeah, it's on the internet, uh, so everybody uh, can hear it. Just yeah. get there. I don't care how you get there, but you want to get there, you're going to hang out with me, you're going to hang out with my whole gang, my sons, everybody will be there. We're going to have food. It's going to be information. It's going to be networking. There's going to be everything, and you're going to be my guest in my hotel. So hurry up, book your ticket, because uh, seating is very limited. Do we get to come and?
1: J.O. was saying you had a lazy river at your house. Can we come on the lazy Come on, river? on down. <laughs> come on down. Uh, look, uh, you, when you do this, you want to do it. When you want to learn about how to do something, you want to learn from somebody who's real not Some guy that you see from TV, and, I'm not selling courses. No, I, I'm, I'm not, not li- raising money, right?
0: I don't want anything from anybody, okay? I just want you to come and
1: improve, you know, whatever we can do in your life so you can make money. We hear some commercials sometime, and they and they go, If you ever want to learn about real estate, in and then a voiceover guy goes, Tampa, and you could just sell its cookie cutter stuff. Ben lives here, His uh, his success is proven throughout this whole area. Uh, and I think that you're a fun guy to be around, and a smart guy. And I think anybody really interested in this can can learn from you. And I will tell you, there's my sister-in-law is a top real estate woman in in Trinity. Uh, when I first met her, she didn't she owned a yoga studio, and then she got into real estate and turned it into the largest. It, 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 there is potential for people. To really excel if they pay attention and they're willing to work for it. And young people, anybody 18 or anybody at any
0: age, you know, housewives do it all the time. Yeah. You know, get your real estate license. It's one course. Principles of real estate and one test. Okay. My assistant okay? He didn't even have a high school diploma either. What did he do? He went and got his high school diploma, He got his GED, because I told him, you want to make money? You're not going to make money helping me, uh, driving me around, or you're not going to make that much money. Okay, get your GED, he did it. Get your course knocked out, he did it. Study for the test, take the test, he did it. Now he's he got a license to make money. Mm-hmm. Anybody over the age of 18 can get a, a real estate license by going to the Department of Florida, Department of Real Estate. Get your license. It's, it's not very difficult. It doesn't cost a lot of money, and And you can make – there's no limit to what you can make. I pay out millions and millions of dollars a year in commissions Mm -hmm. to people that sell me deals – Sell me or if they're selling for me. You make it on both sides. Everybody's a potential client. Everybody is buying or selling in this world, pretty much, you know? So get your real estate license, get in the game, get around people making money. That's your ticket. If you're young, you're not sure what to do. You can do it while you're in college. You can do it while you're working. You know, real estate's great because it doesn't have to take over
1: your whole life. Right. You could do other things. If you have some other things that you love, you could still do it. I want to spell this out so people know it's Ben. Malah, m a l l a h dot com forward slash live. You can get all the information there. Watch Ben Look on, us YouTube. Up on YouTube. Yeah, follow the YouTube. It, it's great. Aren't you great? You become like a a YouTube personality. I enjoy it.
0: You know, people come to me. I go travel all around. The, actually, to, uh, all around the world. Yeah, I've had people come to, me to other countries and stuff. It's the most flattering thing in the world for people that want to. You know, that recognize me and want a picture or talk to me. I mean, helping people is is such a great. Feeling it's beyond. It's different than money. Money is great. I love money. Okay, every day I wake up and think about how am I going to make some money today. But helping other people make money is such
1: a major part of my life that I just love it. You know why though? You know why? It's the same thing with me. It's because you were poor, right? And and because you're in such a great place now, you're happy. And instead of having jealous. Or angry feelings towards other people, you're like, I want to help as many people as I can. I, I appreciate it. Once you, you're so grateful for the life that you have, you feel like if I could help other people, that would make my life even better. But you got to help yourself. You got to want to help yourself. Of course, I can only help you if you want to help yourself. Yeah, it's not. It, yeah, <clears throat> none of this stuff ever comes easy. You got to put the work into it. I wish more people understand, especially young kids. Young kids want to see the money right away because they see all their rap stars and all those guys. But they got to realize that they really have to put the work in. But when you do, it comes, man. It really comes. The more you put in, the more you get out. Ben, you're uh, inspirational. You really are. I love to see a success story. And I, I feel like your willingness to help other people is addictive. It makes me want to do more. It makes other people want to do more. And you develop that network of people that will help each other out. That That's a great thing, man.
0: And for a guy like you that don't have a lot of time, you need to look into some triple net assets.
1: Someone, what was someone? Tell me. I'm writing this down.
0: <laughs> All right. What, what do, do you want to buy? I, I, I got I a Home Depot for sale. I got a uh, Lowe's for sale. <laughs> Sale of Walgreens. These are assets you don't even manage. People buy them, they sit back, they pay the rent, you ain't no responsibilities, and you can just sit back and
1: relax. Is the greatest
0: he- publixist win Dixies, whatever you want, Mike? Come on, make <laughs> me
1: a deal. Is the greatest real estate story in the history of real estate, McDonald's, the guy who owned uh the McDonald's Ray Croc bought the property out from underneath all of the McDonald's stores? You know, It's, it's, it's a very, it's,
0: I watched a movie. Yeah. Believe it or not. And I believe he's still around. There's a guy named Ronald McDonald. I've met him. He lives here. I know him very yeah. well. Uh-huh. I haven't talked to him in years. I feel bad about that. He told me one time we got in a limo. He was taking me to Gainesville to show me a whole bunch of properties he's in real estate to have a sale. And he told me the whole story from when he was a kid working there for his uncles. Right. Ray Croc was a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they pulled a lot of tricks on them, and they weren't smart enough to deal with the guy. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I get in bed with devils all the time and snakes, but at least I know what they are and I'm ready to deal with them. Uh, but, you know, he he was a smart guy. He was a tough guy. And, uh, you know, he took it into the whole franchise opportunity, which made it blow up. I right. mean, you know, he did what he did, you know.
1: But at the same time retaining that property value and the, the ownership made him the guy who was Very in rare to find
0: a McDonald's for sale. You can find them, but they're very rare and they pay a very low cap rate. Do you understand what a cap rate is?
1: No. Basically, if you buy <laughs> something for a
0: million dollars and it only has a four cap rate on it, which a McDonald's pretty much only has a four cap, that means you're going to get only $40,000 a year on that million bucks, 4%. A cap rate is the same as a percent. If you get a four cap or a five cap, it's just a percent of what you're paying for the property. So if you buy a, a dollar store down the block here for a million bucks, at a seven cap, you're going to get 7% return. You're going to get 70 grand a year depositing your account every month, you know, six, whatever, a thousand a month. Okay, that's a cap rate. That's a great Just cap Just from rate sitting here. back and owning. Now the problem is, I was, I, now, listen, I make a lot of mistakes in life. I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't see the future. I owe hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, and I was living really good. I don't want to get into politics, mm-hmm. but you know, a change. couple of few years ago I was living really <laughs> good. I was borrowing money at two and a half, three percent on hundreds of millions of dollars. Now I'm paying double. Mm. Right now I'm losing Five, $6 million a year in payments. Every month I got to shell out an extra 500 grand a month to the banks because the interest rates went up. Did I fix my rate? No. Was I greedy? Yeah, I guess I didn't play it safe. You got to play, you got to think and feel. I learned a very valuable lesson. I learned a $5 million a year lesson right now. All right, when things are really good, Put in some protection in there and insurance in case things don't so good. So here I am, but I'm doing some shifting and moving things around. Big, big, back, getting back to the cap rate. I was buying stuff at a seven cap, right? So fine, I bought a place to get a guy a million bucks. I borrow eight hundred from the bank. I'm only paying the bank three percent. So the eight hundred thousand, a bank puts up eight hundred, I put up two hundred. The eight hundred thousand is now only costing me twenty four thousand a year because they're only charging me three percent. Did I fix my rate? No, but <laughs> it was three percent. So I was getting. 70 minus the 24, leaves me almost uh, 45 grand, right? I'm getting $45,000 a year on a $200,000 investment. You know what kind of return that is? Like 20%. Uh. (laughs) Okay? that's how you make money in real estate. Now, interest rates are high. But what does that mean? It's time, baby, to start stashing your money. You better start thinking about stashing your money. It you may be time to sell that house. Right. He's almost you know? dead. He know. He's dead stashing it. Well, know you because- want a good retirement, yeah. you know. It's time to get that money, put it in something safe because the deals are coming. Everybody out there, start saving your money. Get your credit lined up because the deals are coming. Interest rates are high. Real estate has to come down. It's moving slow because we're in a weird market right now. But in 2020. a lot of people aren't going to be able to handle the interest rates. All right? Those fixed rates aren't going to last forever. So the deals are coming. Get ready and be prepared. And that's what you're going to find out at my show if you come October the 7th.
1: October 7th at the Holiday Inn in West Shore. You go to benmallah.com. It's mallah.com forward slash live to get all the information. Ben, I, I, I appreciate you coming in today. I think a lot of people out there are driving around now going, how the hell do I get in on this? You're very inspiring when you talk, especially when you know where you started out. So... I hope everybody comes and checks you out. And I, hope uh, so.
0: I appreciate the opportunity coming today.
1: I might just come sit. By I didn't pool, know it was an man. hour drive from Clearwood. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I told him. I go, did you tell him we're already in Lutz, man? I, was, I should have rented a room nearby. <laughs> I know <laughs> a <laughs> guy a owns a hotel. hotel. <laughs> hey, thank you for coming <laughs> thank in. Thank you. Hey, let's go back it. to Frankie's and have dinner with Let's go night. to Frankie's and have the view a yes, <laughs> I love that All place, right? man. Uh we'll, great. We'll take a break. When we come back, Dom will join us next. If you want to talk to him, get on the phone line, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. It's Mike Caldas Show. This is 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to the Mike Caltus Show on 102.5 The Bone. What's better than going on Calta Cruise 17? Going on Calta Cruise 17 for free. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly
0: to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,